Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Which truly is my first cup today. It's fairly early. Saturday morning, November 2nd. And I am headed into town for vinyasa yoga. We'll see how I do today. This is the class that really kicks my ass. I'm not the uh, ideal vinyasa yoga student. (laughs) For those who listen to my podcast regularly, you will know that this is unusual for me to be posting on a Saturday morning as I head into town. Um, I'm doing that because I, of course, promised to podcast every day for NaNoWriMo to encourage people to to pants their way through a novel, write for discovery, don't worry about plotting, pre-plotting, outlining, all of those things. And if you are a long-time listener, you know that I was thinking last week about what it meant to have a, a good practice, a nice practice. Now I can't remember exactly what my yoga teacher said, not to me, but to the other student, where she said, you had a good practice today, you had a nice practice today. And I've still been thinking about, what does that mean? What does that mean to have a nice practice? And I think it ties into uh, everything, <laughs> everything in life. As, since I'm going with this theme of the unifying Tao, I think it's worthwhile to examine those things that kind of stick with you when you overhear something that another person says or any of those things that strike you strongly for some reason or another. I think that those are keys from our cues from our subconscious self uh, saying, okay, this thing is important. You know, here, let me rise this up. Raise this up in your consciousness and in your attention because it's important for you to be thinking about. It's cold here this morning. It's just about 24 degrees and the check is responding sluggishly. She's like, what? What is this? Our time also changes tomorrow. So that'll be good too. Have a little bit more light in the morning. I know everybody else hates it when it's dark in the evening, but I really like having that light again in the morning. So next week when I go to yoga, it'll be an hour more into sunlight, which I think is, makes a difference. I'll fix the seal on my window too. The jag's getting old enough that the um, moldings around the windows don't seal quite right, especially when I shut the door with the window up and sort of pushes it ajar so I have to lower the window and put it up again, get it to seal right. So anyway, thinking about what it means to have a good practice and what it means to throw yourself into a project like NaNoWriMo. Because I was initially thinking, well, how did it go? How did it go for all of you who tried this yesterday? But how do you answer that? It's like, did you, if you were trying to parse your words into the 1,667 words a day, which is the even 
division of 50,000 words over 30 days, did you hit that goal? Or how did it feel as you were doing it? And if you're hearing that clanking, <laughs> I should probably clean out my car. Uh, the, it, they are not beer cans. It sounds like beer cans, but I swear <laughs> they're not. It's actually um, Key Lime LaCroix. I should take a picture just so that you all will believe me. Maybe I will do that. <laughs> so then I should be responsible since it's a Saturday and do a little bit of um, cleanup. But you know how it is when it's just your car that nobody else gets into, right? You know, it's like well, you accumulate LaCroix cans down on the passenger footwell. <laughs> Coffee tastes good this morning. It tastes good every morning. Who am I kidding? So, I think that answering the question of what is a good practice, how did you do with your first day of NaNoWriMo, those are not easy questions to answer, really, because there's all sorts of feelings about it. For me, with the Vinyasa Yoga class, there are people who will say, well, it's just enough that you went, you know, that you got up early on a Saturday morning and went out in the cold and you went and you tried. And I do think there's something to that. I think making yourself do the thing that you've decided is important is, is a big piece of it. And it's part of that idea that I've been mulling for the last few weeks about that success is the progression that Success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. It's a really good way of thinking about whether or not you've succeeded, about some, succeeded at something because you're thinking up in terms of a progressive realization. With the vinyasa yoga, I don't think it's really relevant that you know, getting up and going there you know and oh you have achieved the thing because you made yourself go do it but I do think that what's important is that that I'm progressively realizing my effort to do this to exercise my body in this way um, to improve my strength and flexibility and so it's the same with something like NaNoWriMo. I think if you did some writing yesterday, then that's awesome. And whether or not you met the 1,667 words is more or less irrelevant. That's a milepost, but I don't think it matters. And, and this is where the downside of NaNoWriMo comes in with the uh, competitiveness of it is that you may be hearing from other people saying that they got, you know, 2,000 words or 5,000 words or whatever. Um, and, yeah, sure, celebrate that, you know, whatever. But this is why comparisons are invidious because if somebody got more words than you did yesterday, then it doesn't matter. 
it, uh, it, it means absolutely nothing because you're not in a race with them to see who gets more words first. And there isn't a prize for uh, whoever crosses the 50,000 word mark first. Um, even if there was a prize, I don't know why that would matter. <laughs> because why you're doing this is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal, right? And in fact, I have talked about this on other nano years, but I don't think I've touched on it yet this year. I advise against starting out with 1,667 words per day. Maybe I'll put this up on the SFF7 blog post tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tempting to do it that way because and it's not even exactly 1,667, right? It's like 1,666.7 or whatever. I haven't looked at the math this year. It's in that neighborhood. But building a writing habit isn't about dividing the words out neatly. It's, again, it's about the progressive realization. It's about building the writing habit. Building a writing habit is one of the best things you can do as a writer. It's really one of the best things you can do in any practice at all in life. Because once you build a habit, and that's the difficult part, and they say it takes 30 days to build a habit, right? But once you build a habit, then you don't have to put so much effort into making yourself do the thing. Because habit will drive a great deal of it. Like, I don't really have to put a lot of effort into making myself get up and come to 8 a.m. Saturday morning yoga because I'm in the habit of doing it. I've been doing it for a while now. Well, like a year or two. I can't remember how long I've been coming to this particular class, but a while. And it's what I do when I wake up on Saturday morning. You know, wake up and look at the clock and think, okay, I need to get up and put on the yoga class. So with building the habit of writing for NaNoWriMo, I strongly advise with starting out with much, much smaller word, word count goals to begin with. You know, 100 words, 200 words. Start with 50 words. And then gradually increase. Now, of course, this means that by the end of the month, you'll be doing far more than the 1,667 words per day. But that's good. Um, and you might find that you will easily be able to do that because the, the pipes are opening up, right? What I was talking about yesterday, the pipes are wider, the water's flowing more, you're able to write more words per day because you've been building up your ability to do that. I track my word counts pretty meticulously, mostly because it's really helpful to me to know what my patterns are for writing, how much I can write, and how fast. And as I mentioned yesterday, I write in one hour bursts. So I track my average. Um, 
I, I track each hour, how many words I generate per hour. And then I also track my averages over time. And I have, and I chart them because I'm an Excel geek and I like making charts. And I could tell you that my second hour of writing is always, is on average my highest word count hour. The first hour is just still warming up. Second hour is much better. Third hour tends to be a little bit lower, usually still higher than the first hour, but a little bit lower than the second. And there's probably a lot of reasons for that, most of which I don't think are all that pertinent. Uh, it might have to do with some days I just ran out of steam. And so I don't get a lot done in that third hour of writing. I've gotten everything done in the first hour, two hours I'm going to for the day. And that just takes time to recognizing yourself, to know when uh, you're going to be, when you're truly done or when you need to push yourself. I'm sure athletes understand that, you know, they like with running marathons and so forth or lifting weights. There's a difference between your body's resistance to doing more and your body's inability to do more. And as you become more proficient and better trained, then you begin to recognize the difference between those things. So what's really important there is that my progress is much that I, that I produce more words in that second hour than in the first one. And I think that overall Dan O'Reilly works like that too, that as you build that habit, as you generate the ability to produce those words over the course of the month, then you can count on being able to reliably produce more than the 1667 at the end of the month. I'm also going to throw in there that one of the things that NaNoWriMo promotes, of course, is writing every day. And I think that's good for building the habit, but I don't write every day. I did when I was building the writing habit, but now, especially now that I'm a full-time writer, I write five days a week. I don't really write on Saturdays and Sundays unless something else has gotten disrupted during my week. Uh, Long-time listeners know that sometime in summers I shift my schedules around so I can take a weekday off and go out to the lakes with the husband, but otherwise I tend to revert to, I suppose, my lifetime habit of working five days a week and taking weekends off. And that works well for me, too, because we don't need that loud left turn signal. There's nobody out. <laughs> nobody out on the streets right now. So I think that with NaNoWriMo, it can get to be uh, fraught, emotionally fraught, if you miss a day. And I encourage you not to feel that way. I encourage you that if you take a day off that you treat yourself as as having a day off of, ha of um, enjoying that of 
you know, letting the field live follow. Because sometimes, especially when you're really pushing yourself, taking that day of rest can be truly key. And so here I am now at Yoga Source, ready to go see what I can do about having a really good practice. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic uh, Media Podcast Network. And you can find other really wonderful podcasts at frolic.media slash podcasts. You all have a great Saturday, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.